I like the way you look at me. I like the time we spend, baby. I like what we've grown to be. I like it, girl. Don't you know I like it? I like the way you look at me. I like the time we spend, baby. I like what we've grown to be. I like it, girl. Don't you know I like it? That was my dog, Sammy. Sammy. Uh, my favorite part of the song is when he says, uh, forever, my lady, forever, my baby. <laughs> like, dude, you're 14. The freak are you talking about? But then again, you know, 14-year-olds fall in love. Hey, welcome back to the podcast, One Man, One Tree in a Hill. I'm your host, uh, Jared Waters, two-time wrestling champion, stand-up comedian, Jared Waters. It's a pleasure being back. I know I've been gone for a while. This podcast, we've been over it's a lot of management, not management concerns, but, you know, I got to sometimes do what the advisors tell me to do. But before we get into it, we want to say shout out to our sponsors. Our sponsors, we are sponsored now by Old Hillside Bourbon Company, ladies and gentlemen. Old Hillside Bourbon Company was a company created out of love for the bourbon, friendship, and camaraderie. The idea of quality time, great conversation, enjoying good spirits brought this team together. Our vision is fueled by optimism, integrity, and a sense of responsibility to build a successful household of bourbon brand that people can cherish and love. Our story is unique. Of We are a collective group of individuals from different career backgrounds. This is our strength as we apply our professional experiences to provide unmatched service to our customers of bourbon. Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is now sponsored by Bourbon Whiskey, Old Hillside Bourbon Company. Uh, shout out to black businesses, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, Ella, welcome. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, forgive me to the people who were expecting an episode this week. I'm sorry we did not do that. Uh, like I told you, we're dropping a stand-up clip of my uh, stand-up, which is doing good. The directory's doing good. Uh, what happened was this company was in negotiations uh, with that those jokes that I dropped, right? They wanted to buy them. But, uh, you know, I don't, I, you know, it depends who it was. Man. I didn't want to sell those jokes. Those are the jokes I, some jokes I developed during this uh, pandemic. And there's a whole nother part of it that I haven't dropped yet. I'm re- I'll, I'll, I'll release it soon. It depends, you know, how it was. But shout out to my editor. There was an editor that I had. And uh, he wants to be nameless because of, uh, of the prices. But shout out to my dog, Mr. Casey Aurora. He plugged me with him. And uh, good, nice editor. The video quality was everything else. And that was the guy who did the subtitles. The editor, if you guys are ever looking for someone to shoot anything, if you live in New York City, a great filmer, excuse me, videographer. His name is Eddie, ladies and gentlemen. His name is Mr. Eddie. And Eddie, he, uh, what happened was it was, I'll give you a little backstory to it before we jump into your emails and stuff, what's going on. And another reason why we've been delayed the podcast, I sprained my wrist. A lot of people hit me up like, what happened to your wrist? Uh, two weeks ago, I tweaked it on something. I tweaked it. And my old lady says, maybe you should chill. And I was like, yeah, no problem. So I was like resting on it. And I couldn't put my hand all the way down for push-ups. So I thought, I didn't know. So I did hammer push-ups where you ball your fist up. And I put all my body, all my, all my weight of my body on my arm. And I woke up next morning and my, my hand was on freaking fire. My fingers were swollen. I couldn't bend it back, couldn't do anything else. So we wrapped it up. It's like a, an acute sprain. It sprained pretty bad. So, you know, you know, I'm a... I'm a gym head. I like lifting weights, everything else, push-ups at night, sit-ups and stuff. So now I'm I'm out of commission for about two weeks. And I edit with this hand. <laughs> that sounds weird, but I like I edit. Most of the time I edit. But I'm naturally left-handed. It happened to my right hand, but I'm naturally left-handed. So you would think 
I could just move on. But, you know, when you're left-handed, use your right hand. Throw with my right hand. Uh, you know, I punch with my right hand, so stuff like that. So, about the video. So, that video is a, a Kobe Bryant joke in uh, Black Panther. I was thinking about these deaths of what happened. And I actually started because I, as soon as Kobe died, I put this, this tweet out. I think I talked about it when we first started this podcast back in February. And my dear friend Amy uh, Lopez, we went to high school together. Uh, and, uh, you know, we were from the same town. So, when people say something to me that, when you're from, like, we grew up together, I take it, you know, I, you know you're my friend, so I, I take your emotions, I consider your thoughts. And I remember she, like, checked me about the, this joke, like, it's not funny, da-da-da-da, which made me know. I was like, oh, this is funny. This has to be hilarious. For someone to care so much, I was like, okay, now I need to know how to build it and how to show empathy, right? First was, like, an idea. The idea was funny, right? It was like, oh, it's like a roast, but it's just like I didn't want to make the joke so much about Lamar, but the joke is really that it's just showing light that it doesn't matter if you if you get over or when you move on with your life. It's, it's like this. When celebrities die, we as people, we kind of just like, we kind of move on. You know, we kind of move on. You know, people are like, oh, Michael Jackson's dead, but his family still deals with Michael Jackson being dead. Like Kobe Bryant's, you know, he's gone and his daughter is gone, but his wife still deals with it. His wife is still actively grieving. But it's unique because for the first time in a long time, you get to see his wife mourn in front of us. So, like, when I was thinking about it, I was like, man, it doesn't matter if you get over Kobe Bryant. His wife hasn't got over him. And that joke, I did it in, like, June or June. And now it's, no, I did it I did it in, like, August. And now when I do the joke, it's a whole lot better now. It's, like, a whole lot more fire. So now it's, like. Sometimes, like, you can't catch lightning. You can catch lightning twice. When I do it now, it's a whole lot better. But it was just, like, that was, like, the raw state. Like, what happened was I was at the show called Street Talks, guy by Max, Max Matikoff. And uh, he just moved out here from San Diego. And uh, cool dude. And he hit me up and said, hey, would you like to do this show? It's for charity. I was like, yeah, I'll come out and do it. And as I got to the show, waiting this girl, her name's Chloe, she bumped me. You know what happens in the business. What happens in stand-up, uh, these are called bumps, right? When you get bumped off the list, it's because, or you get bumped down, or your spot gets bumped because a bigger comic or for different credit or someone has to go somewhere, they might bump you, right? So God willing, it was actually good that she bumped me because she goes, hey, I really have another show to go to. I was like, yeah, so do I. I had three more to go to. She had four. Whatever, right? So she goes, I got to bump you. I was like, all right, cool, right? But, like, I was already going to set up for the show, so I was, like, had to move my equipment and cameras and stuff. And I see this dude, I see three cameras going around. I'm asking, like, hey, what are y'all filming for? Like, we're just filming the sets. Like, what are you going to do with the film? He goes, just hit me up, and we can see what we could do with the film. I was like, all right, cool. And I didn't know. You know, a lot of people film stuff. But, you know, you know, some people delete the footage after they're done. So what happened was when I got the mic, what didn't happen was I got the mic. And as soon as I said hello, the speaker shuts off. Speaker shuts off. And this is in a park. So this park is probably, this park is maybe, uh, maybe like you said, if you saw the videos, like 100, 100 people at this park spread out. You know, some people got their mask on. But uh, it's a big park, and I've been doing so many shows over the summer, I just knew that you got to project your voice. I was like, if you spend time dealing with the microphone, you're going to become a distraction instead of entertainment. So I said, F the mic, I go down with the people, I get close enough, and it just it feels like, a, like, feels like, like you're a pastor a little bit. You're in a congregation, so how to have emotion, how to sell things and everything else. And then the Black Panther joke was, it really happened because me and my lady went to go see Black Panther? I think we, yeah, we went to see Black Panther, 
in Harlem, and that's the story. This area's got dead quiet. Some girls like, "Oh, nigga, come on!" And I was like, "Dog, this is hilarious." And like people were shushing him, but I was like, "This is amazing because it made sense because Black Panther came out 2004, 16, 17, 17. So he just, he literally just got the superhero. So uh, a lot of thank you to everyone who shared the video. I appreciate that, man. It's dope, you know, seeing people share. You know, sometimes people hit me like, Jared, like you should put your jokes online." And I don't like, you know, I'm a live stand-up comic, so like when you see my jokes online, it's just like, oh, you know what's coming, you know? So it's 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 different. You know, music, you can put music online and you can request music, but when you're a stand-up comic, sometimes it's good for jokes to be fresh, you know? But I said, you know what, 2020, F it. They can have it. I got more jokes than that, you know? So I think I might drop, you know, random clips every few months. We can start doing that. So what happened was my team said, like, you know, Jared, let this joke breathe. Let's hold off on the podcast, whatever. And your wrist is sprained, so you should let that heal. So that was good. But uh, shout out to everyone. Like people that I didn't even expect just hitting me up. Like, yo, this joke is amazing. I like the way it's shot. Uh, comics that I respect and comics that respect me is good sometimes for them to know, like, yeah, sometimes you have to see that. I, I noticed during this pandemic, and this isn't to toot my horn, but this is a documentation, excuse me, documentation of, like, life and evolving, right? During this pandemic, a lot of comedians have, risen right when i say risen comedy has turned into a swamp and i say this reference all the time meaning that a lot of comics there's comics with credits like if you've been on the the tonight show everything else so when you have a credit some things you don't have to do anymore you don't have to hit open mics anymore because you've passed that stage in life and i've passed a couple stages in new york i've been here four years i've been grinding i've been you know a lot of shows i've i've did really well on i've passed a couple things so i've granted a particular type of pass right to do certain things but i never feel like i'm above certain things because i go back to to any show to do time so when the pandemic happened a lot of people on that upper echelon level they didn't know the comics who ran shows because they distanced themselves away so it's tough to talk to somebody because like this comic guy we're speaking to we're sitting there at this place and he goes i want i want the city to shut down i was like why I'm not getting booked like that. I'm like, how many times did you walk past these comedians where they're outside barking to get you in their show and you didn't speak to them? He goes, I'm always nice. I said, yeah, you're nice, but sometimes when you know comics of a certain statue, you try to associate yourself with that certain statue. But I'm like, F that. It doesn't matter who you are. For example, Jared Schwartz. Jared Schwartz, young stand-up comic. He's 24 years old. He started when he was maybe 21, when I started mad young. And... When I met him, he was a young kid just asking all these questions. I was like, let's just go. Let's go to this. We're going to this comedy party. Let's go. He goes, can I come? I was like, yeah, who cares? F it. You're a comic. Let's go. He's nervous and stuff like that. And I told him, I was like, once you have a show, things will change and people will see you differently. You know, once you start elevating, working hard, people will see you different. And we're hanging out at a show. And he goes, yo, man, people are changing on me. I said, yeah. And he goes, but you, Jerry, you've been A1 since day one. And I told him, I was like, look, man, I'm not above anyone. Now, comedically, I might be above some certain people, but I'm not, I'm not above respecting a person as a man, respecting this person as someone who might be annoying. <laughs> you know, some people might be annoying to me, but I remember I was an annoying comic. I remember being an annoying comic, 1920, in Greenville, North Carolina. Headliners doing this show at a hotel, and I'm back at his hotel room. His name was L.A. Hardy, and I'm asking him maybe. I sat in his room for maybe 50 minutes asking him how to raise up in comedy, and he was so frustrated at the end. He goes, he goes, he goes, look, little nigga, just do it, okay? Just freaking do it. You keep saying what you want to do. Just freaking do it. What's stopping you from doing it? And 
<laughs> I realized like I was bugging them. So a lot of these comics, I remember when I was a young comic, I'd email comics, they'd write me back. So I'll never despise humble beginnings, right? So what happened was with this pandemic, that's, I'm bringing it all back together. So doing these different type of shows before they blow up, I'm the, usually the first comic to do them and establish and do everything else. So I have a rapport to go back. So that's what happened with the Street Talk comedy. So that was... Uh, that was uh so that was that was the video right so that was the video and like when I say elevation when I say it turns into a swamp now I'm getting back to my statement sorry I just do this podcast alone so my thoughts can go different places but I don't have ADHD God but um when you're outside performing you have to sell the jokes right there's a big difference from being a studio performer and being literally outside with the people because there's cars coming there's dogs barking you have bad distractions so you have to be the main focus of what's going on outside so to get a hundred people to focus in a part and understand what you're doing it, it takes a skill right so now when comics used to say hey uh you know i used to do this i was in the bar i was doing this i was doing that i was like yeah now i've done it before I did a circus before. Yeah, so have I. Uh, back in the day, we had to do a milk truck. I was like, well, I was on the back of a truck doing stand-up this summer, so we've done it. So a lot of the older comments are less like, man, you guys are doing everything, which is cool, right? So now, like, my friend Julio Diaz, it's just like an element. When you get that stage, it's, you know exactly when to hit. So now, when I look at my stand-up before the pandemic, I'm like, dang, I could have hit a whole lot faster than what I was hitting now. Now I see, like, the... F- the the not the nuisance what word am I trying to say the like the the element that I took off so I'm understanding that more about myself so that was that's just just a moment for me to just like pat myself on the back like Jared release this video it's good you know there's no need to hold on to it you could chop up different clips and stuff like that and it's just weird because when you drop a video I know the joke is so much better now but my boys like just drop it you know you can always drop a newer version of it I was like yeah it's all right so uh. That was, that was, I dropped that video. Uh, Before we get into like how this week was in your emails, I want to go over this email that this guy, I'm not going to say his name. And he told me he listened to Jenny's podcast. Now Jenny's podcast, uh, Jenny Van Dorn, Van Dorn, she's uh, episode 62. He told me it's, uh, I'm not just going to say this is where I'm walking in the park, we're talking. And he goes, uh, yo, I listened to your podcast, man. Like, yo, thanks. And he goes, Oh, uh, the one with Jenny, dog. I I listened to the end. I, I signed up for Al-Anon. And I was like, oh, really? He goes, yeah. I'm dealing with substance abuse. I've been an alcoholic. My dad was an alcoholic. And, you know, it's inside my family, and I really need a support system. And he goes, dude, I was just having to stumble across your podcast. And freak, now I'm inside Al-Anon. And I'm like, dude, thank you. Not not even thank you. I was like, I, you know, congratulations, man, you know. So sometimes, like, you never know, you know. Like, we get, like I said, a lot of these people that listen to this podcast are from the, the show One Tree Hill. And thank you guys. So we're up to like maybe I think we're ten thousand listeners, which is cool. Which is cool, and I appreciate that. But sometimes people are like, you know, you can get some food. There's different types of food to serve. You know, I I'm very religious, but you know, sometimes there's different foods to serve. And I thank Jenny for sharing her story. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna make a like wrap up the year and discuss all the episodes and stuff like that. Cause we got a lot of emails about certain things. Uh, before we get into our week. Dara Jamada, I want to wish her happy birthday. Dara. Dara. Some people call her Dara. It's Dara. Jamont. Jamont. One of the sweetest stand-up comedians I've ever met in my life. And when I say ever met in my life, I really mean that I had ever met in my life. Uh, she's probably one of the best hosts in New York City. But not even a host. She's just funny. She's funny. She always brings good energy. 
And I remember one time, this is a funny story, where she checked me at a bowling alley because I was making fun of my friend Stefan because Stefan and this girl just broke up about something. And I said to him, and I, this is me roasting, but she didn't know I was roasting. I was like, I said, Stefan, it's over, man. Like, it's over. It's done. You're never going to find love. This is it for you. And this is how my personality is when I'm talking to other dudes. And she goes, Jared, that's very concerning for you to say something like that. You being in a relationship, like, you saying that is hurtful, like, knowing that there's no shot for a person to find love. I was like, look, I'm just joking. I'm just effing with him. Like, I didn't, you know. But she's like, yeah, that was, like, hurt. I was like, oh, that's, I, I, I really eff with people like that. But when I say the sweetest person, like, every time I see her, it's just great. I hate being this person. Great energy, but it's just good energy, good vibes. She's dope to my old lady, so I just want to wish her a happy birthday. Another person we're going to wish happy birthday to Jennifer Durham. I don't know her new name as she's married. I got to find it up. But J.D., Jennifer Durham. Uh, it's funny about Jennifer Durham. I got to talk about this podcast about uh, <laughs> we had a lot of wild adventures when I first moved to Japan. She was the first black and Korean girl I ever met before. And I was like, man, look at these exotic creatures out here. Oh, my God. Very beautiful. And uh, I'm so happy. Uh, I got to get her on the podcast. But it's just dope seeing her being a mom now and seeing her, like, her wonderful family and her husband and stuff like that. It's just dope seeing your friends just living their lives, you know. But I want to wish her a happy birthday, peace, and many blessings to Dara and Jennifer Durham. So, yeah, my week. Spray my wrist. Spray my wrist. Talked about that. So, uh, Monday, I do this show called Baby Brajas. It's uh, my friend Julio Luis and Talent show. Uh, it's two shows, 6.30 and 7.30. I had a full week of shows, but a snowstorm happened. So what happened was I sprained my wrist, and I noticed I hold the microphone with my right hand. So it's hard doing stand-up, like hold the microphone with my left hand because I'm very animated. Like when I talk, I like use my hands. So imagine me throwing my hands and my wrist is flicking back, so I'm in pain. <laughs> I'm in pain the whole time. And... It's my right hand. So everyone daps you up with your right hand. So I'm trying to dap people with my left hand. Like, yo, what's wrong with you? Then they're slapping my wrist. (laughs) Slapping my wrist. I'm like, F, this hurts. So that show was good. And then me and Julio, we went to uh, Brooklyn because we were working on a show together. We are going to start doing a show together. And uh, the guy we were doing the show... Uh, I was like, I have a Percocet. I know, you know, Molly Percocet, Reptocet, got to chase a check. So I take a Percocet, and it does not work at all. Whatever Percocets are supposed to do does not work on me because it turns out it just gave me the bubble guts, and I'm freaking crapping my brains out. I don't say my brains, but crapping my intestines out all day at work. I'm like, they're like, what happened? I said, this Percocet is effing my stomach up. Are you sure it's not a Pepto? A Pepto? Because it's a pink tablet. But it's supposed to take out the pain. Did not work at all. Took a Motrin. Took a couple Motrins. And I guess they gave me the 200 milligrams, but that thing wasn't hitting at all either. So, <laughs> so uh, that was that was me Monday night. And but uh, we're gonna have, we got another good show coming up uh, Tuesday. Uh, did a Zoom show, which is cool. Zoom is just freaking easy, man. Zoom is just mad easy. When comics say they have struggles doing Zoom, they're just freaking lazy. It's so easy to just sit down and just do your just do your show. It's easy. You can hear people laugh. Now, doing a concert through Zoom, that would be freaking hard but uh, with distractions. But I guess a live concert would be cool, be good. But I guess it so much depends on energy and hearing people, you know. So, I, you know, shout out to all the musicians that do Zoom shows. That's probably hard as F. But uh, did a Zoom show, and then I go to my friend Jared Schwartz, who I talked about earlier in the podcast. He does a show called Mama's Boy. And I pull up, and, you know, hurt wrists and everything, and, you know, it's always love. When he comes to my show, I put him on. And when I came to his show, he put me on and did some shows. And I took a little chance. I've been doing this joke about being toxic. <laughs> I'm, I'm inspired by, like, my friends. I'm inspired by, like, 
my life, I think as a comedian, the more you cut open yourself, the more people can relate to you. Like Richard Pryor, the reason why he's so great, because we knew everything about him. Sometimes when you hide a portion of yourself, you can feel that on stage. Like, man, is he really a nice guy? Like, how did he become so nice? So that show went well, but I'm dapping up comics again with my left hand. And J.J. Matisse, wonderful comic, one of my favorite comics in the city. She's laughing. And she punches. She's like, you know, black people laughing. Black people, when we laugh, we be grabbing each other and be shaking and nudging somebody. And so she nudges me, and I'm laughing. She goes, isn't that funny? I was like, you slapped my wrist. My wrist is in pain. So I'm like in pain, but like laughing because I'm like, it's funny that she's doing it. But at the same time, I'm like, man, I can't be around my black people. Golly, y'all so aggressive when you laugh. But um, uh, so that was Tuesday night, Tuesday night. And Wednesday, our training day show, we had to cancel it because a cyclone hit New York City, a freaking blizzard. And I'm talking about blizzard like the wheels, like the whiz. Sweet mama, let me tell you about the world that is taking to me. Now exactly what it is. Ba, 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 da, ba. Let me show you to the wheels. He's the wheels and he lives in Oz. That's one of my favorite movies, the whiz. Rest in peace, Michael Jackson and uh, Nipsey, Nipsey Russell. And uh, Diana Ross might be the only one still living. Oh, Quincy Jones is still living. Shout out to my dog, Quincy. But, oh, uh, yeah, it's blizzards everywhere. Me and my old lady, we go out there, and we just playing in the snow, doing, you know, doing that, you know, couple stuff. You know you know what it is. Uh, but, uh, yeah, shout out to my, my jeweler, AD. Yo, her jewelry, that that thing, is people be hitting me up. I was like, yo, hit her up for the jewels. I can't make you custom ones. But uh, we did that, so we had to cancel the show. Thursday night, I had another show that I was supposed to headline. We had to cancel that one because it got snowed in. So it got freaking snowed in. So that got canceled. But luckily, I had a Zoom, right? And this Zoom, I, I'm i a peaceful Jedi, right? A peaceful Jedi. I used to be a Sith. I'm still a Sith. I guess I am. But sometimes you know when someone's cloud chasing, it just irks me because when you're new into this comedy business, which is this comedy game in New York City, I call it pandemic season because it's easy to rise up because – you don't, you can you don't have to skip the line, but since it's a pandemic, anyone can start a show and anyone can get supported. So it's like that. So this person is hitting me up to do a show like multiple times. And the first time asked me to host a show, I said no because like why well, I don't want to host your show, host your own show. You know, I host my own show, you know, but I would love to have you on. And you know, outside looking in, if you've been to a show, you see me on stage, you know that, you know, what I do, which is good. Now, credits, right? My credits come from different festivals and stuff like that. And my credit is who I am. I'm a walking credit. You know, I don't have, you know, I've done stuff for certain TV shows or whatever. But, like, I've been on PBS. But, like, stand-up credit is what the other comics have. So I'm doing the show, and I look at the lineup. Lineup's cool, but it's just like, yo, I noticed my time was cut. So I'm like, yo, what's up with that? And it was just like, you didn't respect the fact that I was there. You're not doing me a favor by putting me on the show because I can have several shows. Is like you're respecting the fact you're giving honor to someone that you think is above you. Not knowing that even though I'm accessible doesn't mean that I could be, you could regress me. Meaning that, you know, just because there's a lot of comics that I'm accessible to and I could reach out and grab, but I respect the fact that they're stand-up comedians. And I let them know, like, there's a stand-up comic named Eva Evans. We're on the same level, same class, everything else. Show, we didn't know what was going on. Show turned out to be well, but I was like, look, I don't want you driving all the way from Brooklyn for the show. Keep the money because I honor you and I respect you as a stand-up comic. Don't worry about it, but it's just really cold right now, and I don't want you to come all the way out here for this. That's respect, right? Now, it would have been a good show if she came, but it was just like I, I made that call, right? When I bring comedians on, I let comedians on, hey, I really want to come to your show. I was like, hey, just to let you know, 
Right now it's kind of light. It's going to get some numbers. But if you come over from Brooklyn, I can't get you. I don't know what the donations are going to look like. So this is on you. I let people know. So when I bring people to my shows and stuff like that, I give them the honor and respect. Like, hey, I respect you as a legend. Do 15 minutes. Do 20. Do what you want. I respect you. And I respect what you put down for comedy. Like Kareem Green. Anytime he wants to come by, I was like, dude, you're a legend. Whenever you want to, you got it. You know? That's the respect. So I respect the comics that are before me, and I respect the people who are beneath me, and I'm saying beneath me in a respectable way, who just started out in comedy, right? I don't treat them like young, innocent comics, right? So I'm talking to this comic, right? And she, I can tell her level of respect is just like whatever. The, the light, she lights me early, and everything else is like, yo, that's not the light. I got the, I have, when I record, I have my camera there, so I'm looking at the time because I'm recording certain things. It's like, that's a light, that's a light. So it's just very disrespectful towards me and i know it's not nothing towards her you just feel like i'm on your level and sweetheart i'm not on your level and that's not and it's not even a female i'm just saying like to this comments like we are not we are not the same we're not the same animal we are not the same beast you step in this water it's definitely shark food in here so for me to do your show like show me the decent respect that i show you the respect right I'm talking to this comic does my show and he goes hey you mind if i go up early i said what you got going on after this you got another show now I'm actually got a hot date tonight. I said, do you want to do comedy or you want to go on dates? What do you want? No, this girl, I think, uh, I said, yeah, 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 yeah. No, nah, we're not. I'm not letting you bump the line because of that. You should have made up a better excuse. Do you want to be a better comedian or do you want to be a better dude going on Tinder dates? Let me know that. And that's just me being Jared Waters, right? I don't have to put that type of pressure on anyone else. But that's who I was. I felt that that same energy was there but sometimes i think that as as people you can't hold your tongue especially if you're in a work field like in the workplace some people say crazy stuff to me and i definitely have to pull them aside and like yo i don't i don't appreciate that and i think you're saying this to me because you think you know me right um this is a flash force we're having this zoom meeting with me and my coworkers, and my coworker tells me she goes i kind of stalk you and i said yeah i kind of know a lot of people do you know it's kind of weird it's not really stalking but at the same time we all stalk each other Right. If you're looking at somebody's stories, it's not stalking. You're you know, I don't it's, we live in the type of phase where it's it's acceptable to stalk. Does that make sense? Stalking is people behind a bush. But at the same time, if you're watching somebody's stories and you know where they are, you technically know where they are in the type of stalking. But back to the back to the point. So it's just the proper respect. So I'm talking to these comics and I'm just like, yo, I respect you. So respect, respect me. You know, don't treat me a certain way because you think I don't have a certain type of credit, because just because you don't know who I am. Or just because you hold, hold, heard of me doesn't mean you can't disrespect me. And I mean that comic had a few word-to-word, and they understood. They understood what I was trying to say. But I had to let her know, like, yeah, let them know, excuse me, like, like, we're not the same. Like, you know, like, just because I did your show doesn't mean you have the chance to, like, talk to me any type of way. Or think that we're on the, we're on the same accord. And I give that example because me and this comic, her name is Lelon, right? Lelon, I told her, I pulled her aside Monday, and I said, hey, I never told you this, but I told you the last Saturday when you did my show, I want to say you earned your stripes. Not saying I'm in a position to tell you what stripes you earned, but I really respect you as a stand-up comic, and you did so well, and you've gotten so much funny. And then she's from China, so she goes, and I'm not going to do her accent, but she goes, Sherrod, that means so much coming from you. I remember I did a show, and I remember I did a show, and you were on that show, and you were so funny, and I was not funny at the time. And I said, look, it don't matter what we do on stage. The point is that we are the same. I'm not above you. I'm your peer, right? She's been doing stand-up not as long as me, but I was like, I support you because you doing well on the show is makes the show better. 
And she goes, that means a lot coming from you. And I talked to all these comedians that are young coming up. like, yo, you've lapped certain things. And I appreciate seeing people want comedy and want growth, you know? So that was uh, that was Thursday night and Friday night. Another show got canceled. <laughs> crack. I did a Zoom show, but other show got canceled. But I went to Street Talk. Street Talk, uh, good show. Max's show again. Went to go support uh, Young Drex. Drex Clemens did the show. And do J.C. Mendoza, very funny comic. And Max went to go support their show. I mean, Julio, uh, we linked up again and talked. And he said, just, Julio's just a really good comic. And I just, it's just dope seeing Julio hit that next phase of life where you just, the 30 minutes is hitting. And the, the, the Julio Diaz, his name is Julio Diaz123. If you're ever on Instagram, follow him. We're going to get him on the podcast. His story is amazing as well. So that was Friday. And uh, Saturday, which was yesterday, uh, what did we do? So my, it's just I woke up at four o'clock in the morning. I was woken up at four o'clock in the morning, and, <laughs> and I was just up because I sleep talk, right? I sleep talk. So when someone's sleep talking, you should never have a conversation with somebody sleep talking because they're sleep talking, right? I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Jesus. <laughs> talking to Jesus, right? So I'm up, and then Saturday I'm looking for these shows. And I hit up my man, Dan, and Dan, I was like, Dan, uh, what's the address for the show? And comedy's underground right now. It's not snitching, but it's underground. So we we can do it, but it's very secretive, and you have to have a low amount of people. And sometimes when I go places and I post my shows online, it sucks because a lot of comics show up, and I don't want to disrespect the venue. So they tell me, like, Jared, come to the show, but don't bring anybody. I said, I, I won't bring nobody. So I get there, and uh, it's perfect. He locks me in. Then this other comic I met, this is what I'm saying about networking relationships. Uh, Laura, we met several times. She did the show. Oh, she's on the show Street Talk Friday. And uh, I was like, yeah, it's always good seeing you. I've seen you like every day this week. She says, yeah, I have. And then she randomly texted me. She's like, hey, uh, uh, are you free? I was like, yeah, I'm free. Would you like to do my show? I said, like, F, yeah, what time is the show? Six and eight. I was like, oh, perfect. So I thought I was just going to come to the eight. But she hits me and goes, hey, when can you be here? And I was like, I kind of just went off stage. She goes, yeah, this show is packed out. And I don't know if the second one's going to be packed up, but you can come do this one. I said, say no more. So I hop on the train, boom. Then I hop on the Uber, boom. And I'm like, she goes, as soon as you get in, you'll just get on stage. I get on, and this stage is just rocking and rolling, rocking and rolling, rock around. I'm just, sorry, Dragon Ball Z stuff, but I lit that thing up. But it was dope seeing like this. I met this dude, Keith. He's from Houston, Texas. Then I ran into my girl, Courtney B. Courtney B, her name's Courtney Bledsoe. And she's a freaking star. Like I, I like when I say the top six comedians, like my favorite comics, I can do male and female, but the top black comics in New York City, black female comics, Nora Yaya, Courtney B, which is Courtney B. Bledsoe, J.J. Matisse, Onika McLean. And Eva Evans. Those are my top five. I'll put those women against any 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 women in the world, because those girls bring the same amount of energy to a, a show of two people to three hundred people, right? And Shadi's not black, but that's Shadi's. That's my that's my ABCA spoon coon. She could light up anybody. But me and Courtney are talking, and I'm just like, you, you know, you you're a freaking star, man. And she just. It's just dope. I said, it's dope seeing you out there. And I was like, I tried to book her on my show. And she goes, I'm busy there. And I was like, I'm happy you're busy. I'm happy that you're doing that. Because I remember we both came to New York City pretty much the same time. She was coming from Detroit. And I remember and I seeing her grow, seeing her on stage. And her presence is amazing because she make people feel like 
she's that that your friend and makes you feel like you understand what she's talking about. <laughs> she's telling a joke about this dude smacking her butt and how they are, how he was pushing her. So I'm not gonna tell the joke, but it was just dope seeing her out. And then after that, I did a Zoom show. So I was doing that, and I was warning. And the <laughs> I had to do it outside because I was outside, and I slipped and fell again on the same wrist. And you just hear me screaming, ah! and all these people, oh, my God, dude, are you okay? Dude, what the freak, dude, are you all right? I said, yeah, some blood's dropped me. Freaking dude, I'll freaking help you, dude. <laughs> uh, I did the Zoom show, which was easy. And uh, Sunday, I'm about to head to Nori Davis's show. And trying to see what see what can happen there, um, so it was good. Uh, it was good. It was it was just a good uh, a dope dope time to be alive. Uh, a lot of people email me about the Mandalorian. I did see the Mandalorian, and uh, I've been having some time, you know, to just like since I can't work out, I'll, I'll watch something, get inspired like that. I watched the Mandalorian. I'm curious what's gonna happen. You know, it's just I just I'm such a Star Wars fan. I just dude, I love Star Wars so much. I wrote a play, uh, I wrote an elementary school play for Star Wars. And this is a true story. I wrote it. I just telling my friend, telling Bernie about. I I wrote a Star Wars play in 2014, 15, and <laughs> I put all these flyers around. Right, I put all these flyers around. My friend, uh, his name is what is his name is. Oh, Joe Riga. He used to be a stand-up comic. Now he's a full-time animator, and he's just very good at drawing. And I told him my idea, and I told him I'm making a Star Wars play. It's called, it was before Episode Nine dropped, so it's called The Light From Within. Episode Nine, The Light From Within, The Light Within Kindergarten. Uh, the Light From Within. I wrote this like maybe five years ago, five, five, six years ago. And I put all these flyers up around Tampa, and all of a sudden, people started coming because they thought it was like a real, real play. So people brought money and stuff, so we had all this money. Freaking Prince took it from me, but uh, yeah, freaking took him. This is like five, six years ago. We sold it out. We did this whole play about Star Wars, and we ended it with Kanye West, all of the lights. But like, I love Star Wars. To give you the point, to say I love it. So seeing how they just effed up the the the, the sequels is just like the freak, man. Like they could have did so much with Ray as a person. She could have been connected to Ben. She could have been connected to Obi-Wan Kenobi. They could have let Ben Skywalker live and continue the Skywalker legacy. Like, no disrespect to Ray, but all disrespect to Ray. You're not a Skywalker, ma. Your mama ain't a Skywalker. Your daddy ain't a Skywalker. Your blood ain't Skywalker blood. But, yeah, I love what the Mandalorian did. And I watched this uh, doc called Canvas. If you're on Netflix, you should watch a Canvas. Black animation. It's a short, digital short. No talking, but it was really good called Canvas. And then uh, uh, I'm trying to <laughs> I'm watching episodes of Big Mouth, but uh, that's what's going on thus far. Uh, this week I got some shows coming up. Training day, we're back in the park, Astoria Park. Wear a blanket, wear whatever you got to do. It's gonna be freezing cold. Uh, Tuesday, uh, we're back at Joey Bats. That's another one. And the rest, it's Christmas. So enjoy somebody. Watch Frosty the Snowman. Uh, we're gonna do. We're gonna drop after Christmas. Oh, freak! Christmas is. Christmas is oh freak well Christmas is the twenty the day after, yeah I'll, we'll drop an episode the day after Christmas after the day after Christmas people will be home we'll drop that episode we'll do it that's a good that's enough time we'll drop an episode the day after Christmas which is Saturday no it's not we'll drop oh my, f- come on Turbo we're dropping it Tuesday Tuesday we're dropping uh my dear friend Shauna Vitarbo's uh episode called Picture Perfect 
or a picture is worth a thousand words. I think I wrote it. The picture is worth the picture. A picture worth a thousand words. And I'll let you listen to it to see why it's called a picture worth a thousand words. And then Saturday we might drop another one, depending depending with family and stuff. And we'll do a New Year's episode. Where we'll wrap up the year. We'll wrap up our episodes and what people like about everything else. I'm gonna email the people on the podcast and see if they can answer some of your questions. It'd be better if they answered it besides me because I can't speak for them. But this is the podcast. This is One Man, One Tree on a Hill. Thank you for listening to me alone with my own thoughts. I appreciate that. Thank you for listening to my friends' time capsules. Thank you for these One Tree Hill episodes. Oh, freak, we should do One Tree. We got to wrap. We'll do a One Tree Hill episode. My bad. And, uh, yo, man, 2021, write down your vision, man. Make it plain, man. I noticed about myself, uh, my favorite Bible scripture is, uh, I, I, I think I should do that. For my birthday episode, I'm going to do, like, I'm going to answer the questions. That I ask everybody else. I think that'll be a good thing. That'll be a good thing to answer the questions that I ask everybody else. But yo, love somebody, man. Love somebody. You see a friend that you used to talk to. Their stories pop on Instagram. Say what up. It ain't weird. Say what up. Say I appreciate you. Congratulations on your success in life. Oh, someone's my friend, Amanda. Her little daughter is a UFC fighter, and I am so motivated watching her little daughter beat the living piss out of these boys on Instagram. Freak. I'm going to hit her up. Dang, I got to hit her up, see if she'll do the podcast. See her story, man, because that's a mama raising a, you, a, a MMA fighter. It's definitely unique seeing how young girls are inspired today. I love that. But, uh, yeah, this is the podcast, One Man, One Tree on the Hill. I'm your host. My name is Jared Waters, uh, stand-up comedian, host of this wonderful podcast. Uh, to this man named uh, Garrett McCall, a.k.a. G-Double, a.k.a. G-double-O to the D-I-E, a.k.a. Goody Momster, a.k.a. Roland Doja. Please take us out with the theme song. Have a wonderful night and happy anniversary to my dog, Joe Mother F and Sappho and his wife, Janae. Ladies and gentlemen, those are my favorite people, Janae and Joe. And they got a beautiful baby boy. <laughs> he looks just like Joe. People ask me, like, what does he look like? I say, he looks like Joe. Just imagine Joe, not 250 pounds. That's what his son looked like. Imagine Joe if he never played football and... That's what his son looked like. His son looked like he never played football, but like how Joe was about to start playing football, that's what it looks like. But happy anniversary to those people. I wish you nothing but love, peace, and wonderful happiness. I think they got married in 2011. Yep. So they've been nine years. Freak, they've been, nah, yeah, nine years. Let me read it. Oh, I, I know I was supposed to wrap up. I love reading his wife's post. Celebrated my nine-year anniversary with my forever love yesterday. Wanted a hot food, but we we don't want to get in. We don't want We don't, excuse me. But we don't get down with the dining and eating, like we said with the pandemic, all the next best thing to rent a limo, pop a bottle of champagne, get some appetizers from four different restaurants, drive around to see all the Christmas lights and back for dessert. It was a different way to celebrate for sure, but we always have the best time together because of Joseph, Mother F and Sappho is my person. There's no other person I'd rather experience my life with. Married life. Hashtag married life. Hashtag pandemic style. Hashtag black love. Hashtag black loves matter. Hashtag anniversary celebration. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, my name is Jared Waters. Love somebody while you can. Hey, you're live on the podcast. One man, one tree in a hill. Say what up to the people. This is when I see black excellence, man. It's Dave Chappelle, Michael Che, Lauren Michaels, Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, all sitting at the table. I said, yo, Eddie, Mr. Murphy, I, said, I just want to say, man, you the GOAT, man. And you the coldest nigga that ever walked the face of the earth. You got to break that thing over. She wants it private, but y'all not even together right now. So we haven't spoken about anything but the cat for at two least months. two months. And then I said, and I said, uh-uh, and I'll be the next Jamar Neighbors. 
<laughs> she was up like, I know that's right. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the podcast. My name is Jerry Waters, and I'll catch you next time. Like, subscribe, rate the podcast. Have a wonderful night, wonderful day, whatever you're listening to. I'll see you soon.